All right, welcome back to Two Mooks and a mic. We have our host, John, and co-host, Chris, here today. And we actually have two guests, one returning and one who is brand new. I'll start with the returning first. Hello, uh, it's Sean. I'm back for round two. Hey, Unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like I'm at an AA meeting. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> it's going great. Did you get your chip today, Sean? My chip? Yeah, you should, but you're supposed to be getting a, uh, what is it, a second appearance? A third appearance? Second. You're supposed to get a second appearance chip on your second oh, appearance. Yeah. No, I haven't gotten a copy of that yet. Oh, my bad. Should have given it to you. Well, we have a new face, like Thank Chris you. said, a brand spanking new kiddo here. We got Zachary Pino. Zach, say hello. First hello, all you wonderful listeners. Yeah, we call. I've been friends with Zach for the past four or five years now. Yeah, is it? pretty, pretty, pretty sure. Four. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and we call him Pino, Mister Pino. You know. Ah, uh, so. yes. So I will be referring to him as Pino <laughs> in the in the podcast, and I'm sure Sean might as well. That's how we tend to know him because we work with him. But but yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're gonna get into some basic questions for a little bit here, just to get to know Zach a little more, um, and then we'll incorporate everybody back into the questioning here. But uh, first off, Zach, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself here? So, my name is Zach Pino. My friends call me Pino. Hmm. I don't really know how that originated, but I like it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Um, I met John first out of the four of us initially at uh, my first job, which was Market Basket, oh, yeah. four or five years ago when I was only a sophomore in high school. So it was it was quite a while ago because I'm almost a sophomore in college. Yeah. So oh, quite Jeez, quite the damn. time there. But um, so it has been like four or five years then, huh? Yes. Shit. Yeah, like, it doesn't weird. even feel like it's been longer than it has. It actually has been, which is really weird. Yeah. But uh, from there, I met Sean when I started at Target about mm-hmm. almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I met Chris through Sean. Yeah, and cool. now we're all homies. And oh. here we are. Yeah. On, what is it, episode uh, five? Is this going to be episode five, six, so seven? One of them. Ten? One of them. Yeah, who knows? Here we on. are. Episodes deep into the into the show here. Yeah. Just a couple of mooks, man. A couple Just of mooks. A couple of mooks. And the mic that we're looking at right now speaking into. Exactly. <laughs> so, Zach, what do you do currently for a job, my friend? So, right now, as stated previously, I work at Target, a wonderful retail chain, and that's not even an over-exaggeration or a sarcasm. <clears throat> it is probably the best retail job that I think that a person can land. <clears throat> it's very enjoyable, the people are very diverse, there's a wide range of them, so you can befriend any kind of coworker you'd want to be friends with. Sure. And working with existing friends like John and Sean is also another highlight of my day i get to go in to see the boys yeah, i think that dude. that makes work a whole lot better that's a plus for sure absolutely oh, yeah. and it's 15 an hour to get some cardio and i mean what i do <laughs> I, I take a cart i run around the store and i fulfill online orders oh yeah as both of these guys do and once did mm-hmm. so it's i consider it a workout some people think it's pretty stressful but i like what i do it's a good way for me to get out of the house get out of my homework absorbed mind and talk to people and pick some stuff good shit yeah yeah so you're you're in school now you're in college like you said you're pretty 
pretty busy with that stuff, huh? Yeah, it's I'm a bit busier than I thought I'd be, like a lot. But that's how high school went because I was an AP student, mm. and then oh, with COVID man. things went online. <laughs> yeah, uh, being an AP student was something, but I won't get into that too much. <laughs> with college, it's not really the same principle, but it's more of the amount of work you'd get from a COVID online environment is kind of about the same. So like, I have about like maybe three or four papers I'll need to write for the two courses I'm in right now. Because how it works is that you take two courses every eight weeks. No no breaks until your program is done. So if you have an associate's degree for two years, you take those eight-week terms until you're done. Wow. So for me, because I started it uh, last term with my two courses, I finished this associate's in liberal arts so I can transfer out of SNU next April. So, But if I was wow. taking a bachelor's, multiply that by four, you're in the same spot for a while. So basically, yeah. in your position, you're locked in, no breaks, nothing for two years. Absolutely. Shit. And I mean, thankfully the work isn't too hard, but there's just a lot of it. But that way you don't really take a break from college and get complacent. It's more of you just stay focused yeah. on track, and then when you're done, you get a normal break because I finish in April. I have from April until August to oh, man. kind of like take a breather, and then in, in August I'll start up at whatever school I applied to and get accepted. I was going to say, yeah, being going from being an AP student at, you went to West, right? Yeah. In Manchester. And going from being an AP student there to going to SNU must be pretty easy. Because I, I went to Pankernet, yeah. and I know that the AP classes there were very involved, and you learned a lot, you know. So oh, absolutely. So I'm assuming that going from something like that to the speed that mm -hmm. SNU is must be, like you said, not a difficult transition as far as the education itself, but the workload. Yeah, not at all. It's the workload is what I'm used to. It's more of the content because it's taught differently. Or maybe it's some simple things that I never really was taught because okay. I always learned the more advanced version, like AP Math. I always learned the more advanced version. With sure. English, I learned the more advanced version. I didn't read all those short stories everyone else was reading. I was reading, <laughs> like, books, memorizing the Hobbit elf language. I don't want to talk about it, but it was <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Uh, so going to SNU with five courses... It was hard, but the workload I was used to, and for once, there's very good teaching. I won't say there wasn't good teaching at West, but there was better teaching at SNU with these professors. Because I didn't have adjuncts. There's a lot of adjuncts there, which, what those are, they're basically on-hire uh, professors that take on the job, so that courses have a professor for the term. But my professors were actual professors, so I learned a lot from them. Like, sure. I took uh, stats right? And it wasn't entry level, it was high level, because they're like, oh yeah, you're an AP student, you got this. I did not. But from her <laughs> guidance, my professor's guidance, eventually I did. I passed with an A. Didn't think that would happen, but... Nice. It was cool. Yeah. And then, um, that was all, of course, in person. I was initially in person, and now I'm online, I should have specified. That lasted from last September up until this January, January 2022. Yeah, well, it, it takes a good teacher to really learn something. It know? really does. And I think teachers are probably, or I think they are very underappreciated for that reason. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. Like this, my stats professor, if you looked at her and heard the way she talked, you'd just slap the Karen label right on her. And in a <laughs> sense, yeah, she was. Me, I don't like Karens. But her... The way she taught and the way she wanted to make sure you understood what she was teaching was very nice. For the students that wanted to get engaged, she would made sure that she spent extra, extra time on it. Made sure that you got the grade you wanted to get, not the grade that you settled for because you couldn't do better. Sure. Well, well, that's really good. I'm glad you've had that experience. That is impressive. That is impressive. Um, now, why don't you tell us a favorite hobby of yours, something you do frequently in your downtime when you're alone? 
pretty casual. Um, I just play video games. Okay. Whether it's with people or whether it's alone, it's something I've always done for a while, so I kind of enjoy it. It's nice. There's a lot of games coming out, especially this year, so I'm more of a PlayStation person, but I have a PC, so I play anything and everything, whether it's single player or online, and it's a nice opportunity to talk with people when I play online, because again, being a student, working a lot, you don't get to see people in person a lot, but it's easier when you're already home, taking a break from homework, to hop on the game, play a few matches with, with the boys, because then you can talk to them. Now, let me ask you something about this gaming thing. And I know I'm, I'm sitting in a room with three gamers, you know, three heavy gamers here. <laughs> gamers are nice. So if you all got anything to add, feel free, Sean and Chris. But, sure. Zach, do you think that, um, that um, spending a lot of your downtime home gaming and stuff like that, do you think that that's taking away from some of the social experiences that you could be having if you maybe weren't? Just gaming in your downtime, doing instead of maybe going out and going to a party or hanging out with friends. Do you think that 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 focusing on gaming so much could be taking away from that for you? Now that is actually a funny question because I used to think that it did, and I still think that it does. But I guess my answer to that question now is a bit more based on what my life is like now. Because you see, back when I used to play games a lot, back when I was like full focus on like school and work and all that stuff. I didn't necessarily know you guys, so mm -hmm. I had friends, but they were just as busy as I was, so there were, was nothing going on, so I needed something to fill the void of free time, because, you know, all I was doing was school and work, so sure. that's what I did, and then I was able to, you know, play games with friends, because we had either vast amounts of free time or no free time. Now, it's, I have free time, but it's very limited, so like, say for instance, tomorrow, I work from 7 until 3.30, I come home. I finish writing a 7 to 10 page paper, Damn. and then I write another 3 pager, respond to a discussion oh. post, I'm left with about 2 hours of free time before the next day. Now Monday is my day off, but if it was any other day, I would have work the next morning at 7, which means I'd have to get up at 6. Mm -hmm. Leaves me with about 2, maybe 2 and a half hours. That I don't consider to be free time where you can go out and necessarily do something, okay. if you want to stay on schedule. Sort of like okay. whether it's with your internal clock or whether it's with whatever other. Things see, you for have me, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Be the opposite side of this argument because, like I said, I know the three of you are into gaming. At least I know a lot more than I am, right? Mm. Um, so for me, if I was in your position, yeah. right, and I had those two hours, and it's just again, this is just something that I know varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm more of a, like, go outside and be social type. Yeah. So if I had two hours of time and I knew I would only have that and I wouldn't let myself stay out any longer, I would still, I think, choose to go out, you know, and see, like, Devin or, or any of you guys yeah. or something, you know, because I just, I like that more face-to-face -face connection yeah. than the through the through a video game, you know. Oh, I definitely understand that, water, too. If you will. Like <laughs> no, I definitely think that's a good point. And yeah. I feel like in person is just as important as through the wire. Or if you're FaceTiming <laughs> yeah. someone or talking to them over the phone. But it's just like, I like to think about it this way. If I have a free day where I have nothing going on, I will be as out there and social as I can. But if I have a few hours where I can't really do too much, then I'll stay home and do something at home. Because I know at the end of the day, if I go out, the way that I'm wired as a person, I will stay out later than I'm supposed to. And it will mess up my whole schedule for the next few days to come. Sure, yeah. So and that's just, I'm not well disciplined because I don't have time to get out much. So when I see those friends... It ultimately, yeah, just varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. So I, I respect that and I understand that for, for you. You know, mm -hmm. I get that. That makes sense. Um, 
So kind of piggybacking off that, I got a question for all of you, right? And we're going to start with Chris for an answer from this. And then we're going to work our way around, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of relating to that, you know, to the whole our generation being, you know, face down in their phones all the time type shit, right? How do you feel about the media in general, Chris? What do you what are your opinions about media like news and and and, and all the like, you know, video sites like YouTube or streaming and all this stuff being of such easy access to yeah, us? Such ease to get to. Yeah, how do you feel that um, it is affecting our culture or people in general? I feel like it's making us a lot more uh, more dependent, I guess, on our phones, which isn't a bad thing by any means. I mean, they're made as a tool to mm. pull up shit. Like, if someone's like, oh, yeah, what's this? You Google it. Like, sure. you don't fucking do anything else with it. You Google it or bing it if you're a weirdo. But <laughs> I don't know. I think it's very dependent. And I feel like with that ease of just getting your information right at your fingertips... People are very more gullible. Like I, like a lot of people, you can tell where they get like their news. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, oh yeah, you're definitely the one to get your news off of TikTok because it's a bunch yeah. of bullshit. Nobody <laughs> oh, knows yeah, what they're absolutely. talking about on there. And yeah, I just feel like it makes us a lot more gullible just because it's right at our fingertips. So we gotta yeah. believe it, type shit. More apt to believe a than an untrustworthy source. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And do you think that that um, there's an even split between people who are, um, I guess, who rely on it, and like you said, are dependent upon media, their phones and things like that, and then people that aren't. Do you think there's still kind of a divide, or, or, or I guess more of a balance with that? Because I know, like, mm, I back really in, like, so. when our parents and stuff were growing up, yeah. that we had the shit that we have now. Yeah. Do you think that, like everybody is like on this train or do you think that there are some do you know anybody specifically who maybe isn't always on their phone or anything like that honestly i mean people are aren't always on their phones yeah i know them but like everybody has a phone and they use it at some sort like sometime like again like the googling shit like they're gonna google it they won't just like look up in the sky and tell what the constellations are gonna tell them sure but, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot a lot of people, like, 99% of people use their phones or, like, computers or whatever. Now, do you think that's something that we should try to get away from? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure, honestly. I feel like it's good and bad because there's a bunch of bullshit and there's a bunch of real shit. And people don't really understand the difference. But I think, I don't know, I just think we need to understand what is real and what is fake. Because sure. that's, there's kind of a, there's kind of, it's kind of a blur for some people. I feel and like it's kind I, of how, like what you said, you said it's a tool. Yeah. You know, there are those of us that use it as that, and those of us that are, like you also said, dependent on it. Yeah. You know, instead of being able to go without it, there's only one course of action, and that's through your phone, or sure. your gaming, or your movies, your TV, all this stuff, you know, like, I may not be a huge gamer, but I love film and stuff like yeah, that, you know, exactly. so I'm nose deep too in all this technology bullshit. Yeah, so. We're using it right now to record this podcast. Exactly, exactly. There are positives and negatives. Yeah. Zach, what, is your, what are your opinions on the media? How do you feel it's most affecting us? So, what I'd like to start by in saying that, or I guess saying my opinion about that, is <clears throat> my dad always had this saying, and it's something that he would tell me from a young age, because I would go to like elementary school, right? And I have these little like 
kids telling me things, and I'd be telling them things. We wouldn't know what we were telling each other. We wouldn't know if it was right or not. We sure. wouldn't know if it was actually something that even existed in the first place. So my dad was always like, trust but verify. Oh. So I was like, oh, well, how would you verify? And by the time I was old enough to consider that, the internet was around. So I would go to the internet, right, and I would do what Chris said. I would Google it, or if I was using a school computer, bing it, because the early <laughs> 2000s wasn't a fond place for those libraries at school. And um, I would find the answer. Now, I didn't know if it was right or not, because I wouldn't verify that answer. But I'd always assume that looking it up was a form of a verification for an answer. Sure. And honestly, this is kind of not what I thought I would... Uh, I would. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This is not the way I thought I would find this out. But I found out that the best way to use the internet to find an answer is actually just through narrowing down what everybody is saying online. Mm. And uh, the best example I can give of this is I'm writing a research paper for my English course, right? And it's about how essential retail businesses should raise the minimum wage to $15. Now, I don't necessarily believe that. I just had to pick a side. I picked the easiest one to refute. But I had to find evidence in what this would do. And I took to Google, right? I typed in each question. Would this benefit the economy? Would it raise morale? Would it benefit the cost and standards of living for people? Because I had no idea. And these answers I was getting were from, like, journalists, right? Didn't reference any information, nothing. It was almost as if they were using their opinion as the background for writing what they were writing. And they made it sound believable. They made it sound real. And in a way, I could kind of tell how people could take something like that and believe it. Yeah. But when you look into it, you realize, oh, it's is this the journalist's opinion? This oh, shit yeah. isn't even real. <laughs> so you crazy. have to take a look at all of the sides of whatever it is you're trying to find out. Whether you're looking at a library or online, figure out what you hear the most, or f- figure out who references the most resources. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can kind of come to an educated like decision that you best believe. Because yeah. there is no necessarily right or wrong answer to anything that's not factual or, like, historical. Sure. And I guess it just, yeah, it comes About down to narrowing your shit, fact-checking. Pretty yeah. much. You have to see all sides of the rainbow before you can tell a person what colors are in it. Sure, yeah. I agree with that's that cool. 100%. And that just goes back to knowing how to use it correctly. You know, mm-hmm. how to use it as a tool and not as a... Uh, a dependence, you know. Yeah, to rely on it. And be like, exactly. oh, this journalist said this. It must be correct because yeah. it's at the front of Google. Like, no, they paid <laughs> that journal company that the journalist works for to promote the article. You're seeing it first because of that. Yeah, and that's media everywhere. When if you get into politics, it it shows up on both exactly. sides all the time. Mm-hmm. The more liberal and the more conservative sides. It's all just people trying to feed their opinion as fact. And, they want and you to that's where you come in, you know, the individual, to be able to make their own decisions and choose for themselves what's right and wrong through their own findings and their own fact-checking, you know. So exactly. I, I agree with that, 100%, Zach. I agree with that. Now, Sean, mm-hmm. what are your opinions on the media and how it affects us? I think the media is a great thing to have become, like, to have uh, flourished because... It allows for pretty much everyone to be informed Mm. about a topic. I think nowadays it's a dangerous thing because I feel like it, like, in America at least, it's, like, dividing our country. Like, a lot of, like, during, like, entire, the entirety of Trump's uh, presidency, 
like obviously everyone knows it was like Fox News and CNN. Yeah. They were like obviously like far right and far left, and then that just kind of increased like the divide in our country. Oh, yeah. So, like we were talking about mm-hmm. in one of those pods, I think it was the one with Devin, when the four of us were sitting, you were talking about politics with budding heads and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Where that's all it is. Yeah. Like you said with Fox News and CNN, through Trump's whole presidency and now through Biden's too. Yeah. You know we're hearing. And back then we were hearing the right all for Trump and the left all not for Trump, and now yeah. it's the left all for Trump and the right, or the the <laughs> left for Biden, and now the right all not for Biden. Yeah. So it's always just going back to butting heads. And like in the news, like if Fox News is like smearing Biden's name, mm-hmm. which they pretty much do, um, it obviously makes uh, the country like not uh, believe in Joe, sure, or Biden, however, whatever you prefer to call him. Which I think... You did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not a good thing to be so divided. And I think... Um, like, it's not good for people not to, like, trust or believe in their president. Because then... I don't know if it affects them personally, but... Sure. I feel like it shows, like, unity. If we're like... You got it, Joe. And not yeah. just, like... <laughs> yeah, and not just opposing each other all the time. Like, it's obviously, like, we need that opposition because it keeps everyone in check, but, like, a lot of times just goes too far. Sure, because so. then you get the the numbskulls, like Zach was talking about, who don't fact-check their shit, you know? Yeah. Who just spin out information that they don't know is real or not, you know, and just their opinions and, and forming it to be some truth that they want some, you know, naive mind like myself to believe, you know? And, yeah. and you have to have the ability to make your own decision you know look at both sides i don't care what decision you make as long as you're making your own yeah you're not being influenced by somebody else that is for sure so back to zacky poo back to mr pino here um let's uh let's get to know you a little bit here too let's um let's go for a simple one here what is your dream job what is something you want to see yourself doing in the future so this has actually changed a few times the first time i considered um uh uh, after education employment, I wanted to be a graphic designer, okay, which is nowhere n- near what I really want to do now. But hmm. back then, I liked making art, whether it was online or whether I was just like drawing something. I don't remember how well of an artist I was because this was like very early high school. But I was like, anything that I love that I can make money from, I would love to do. Yeah, and then that shifted into computer science because I was like, yeah, computers. <laughs> Talk to three people that majored in computer science. One of them dropped out. The others never, like, they hadn't finished yet. And it was just nothing but stress stories. And it was mm-hmm. like, I don't care how much the payoff is for that. It's like going to school to be a doctor. It's not something I'd like to do. Sure. Payoff may be great, but the road there is like, oh. It's for certain individuals, and I don't believe I'm one of them. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so now, currently, I sort of got a list down to what I'd like to do. And it comes down to a tie between something in um, biotech or something in cyber suit security. And mainly the reason for that is both backgrounds are backgrounds that interest me. Both professions pay really well. And I don't think I'd mind doing either. And I'm trying to avoid a stereotypical 9 to 5 as much as possible, which is why I avoided the business administration major and program at my school currently and why I will continue to do so because an entrepreneurial endpoint is great, but I don't think the road there or the endpoint would be something I'd like. So I'd like something a bit more tech oriented, whether it involves using it every day or something that has a tech uh, infrastructure because that's, that's my specialty. 
Now, are those careers that you're you're talking about now? Are those more choose your own hours type thing, or is it just more relaxed as as opposed to a nine to five job? I believe it's a bit more relaxed, or it's a bit more involved. But it's something that would cater to my interests. And if it mm. caters to my interests, I think that I can settle for certain things. It probably depend on what the employer is. Oh, and yeah. again, I'd have to do significant research. And I haven't started this program yet at any school because this is what I'm doing when I transfer out of SNU. Sure. So, it's a little bit of a ways out. It might change, but as of right now, I'm definitely leading to the cybersecurity side of things. Because mm. it's not so computer science focused. It's a bit of that and a bit of something else. And I can work for pretty good employers, make a lot of money, know a lot yeah, of successful people. Sure. The ethical hacker, are you talking more like that shit? Like you're trying to break into like firewalls and stuff for companies? <laughs> yeah, if they want me to infiltrate or if they want me to... That. Yeah. That's, that's some good shit for sure. If they want me to prevent it or if they want me to be the one doing it, I will take either <laughs> side of it. If I'm getting yeah. those fat wads of money, it's, it is what it is, you know? You just that's really what it comes down dough, to. Man. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I'd like a job that doesn't absorb me because I've worked retail all my life. Retail absorbs you if you let it. So the <laughs> oh, same yeah. thing happens with your official profession once you're done with your education. And I don't want that to repeat again with a much large scale salary based position. Yeah, and you want it to be something you enjoy, like you said. Exactly. And if there's computers involved, hell, it's probably something I'd like. Because it's a job, it's bound to become your life. You know, you live your job. So better that than retail. Fuck yeah, man. And they say you work for 40 years once you're done with your education. So absolutely. Yeah, you want it to be something good. Mm -hmm. Now, what is uh, your favorite time of year and season? This has also changed quite a bit. I'm a very indecisive person, if you can't tell. <laughs> so, what my answer what is, is it, right... What is it currently? What is it currently? Currently, it is fall. Fall. Good answer. But I'm also really starting to get towards summer. Okay, why? Why both of those? Because with fall, the leaves and the feeling I would feel every year at school. Halloween mm. was building up. You were seeing your school, homies... You would do those Halloween activities, and you'd go get dressed up and go trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah, dude. And it would lead right up until winter. Take me back. And you'd have, a, oh, yeah, it's just the whole shebang with elementary and middle. It's It was really like an experience. And why summer, then? Now, okay, so this is because I recently started working out. It's been almost a year since I've started going to the gym. Good and I've you. adopted a lot of body confidence. Nice. And Good. summer makes me feel far more extroverted. And it makes me want to do more things, uh, as opposed to winter. And it's also really nice out, so guess what I get to do? Yeah. Throw on a tank and bust yeah. my body. So <laughs> Let's go. I get to do that very thing when I'm balling up or hit, hitting the, the beach this summer. So Good man. I'm certainly it's more towards that. Well, I hope it becomes summer more and more then for you as, as your favorite. You know, I, I hope for the best for you, my friend. That's a good. <laughs> Thank you, that's a good. That's a good fucking answer. I like yeah, that shit. Chris, what about you, my friend? Oh, mine's a complete opposite. I love winter, man. Winter? Why? I love winter. I I like to snowboard and ski, mm. so I like to hit the mountains as much as I can. And I just like, I like the whole, I don't know, I like to look at the trees and the snow is on top of them. I love the look of the snow. I think it's awesome. Yeah, this past snow season, you had a trip, uh, where did you go with your buddy? Jay Peak. Jay Peak, where was that? Which is like, probably 15 minutes from the Canadian border. Ooh. So it was a haul, that's for sure. It was like four hours drive. Did you stay there or did you drive oh, there uh, back in the day? Just a day. Wow. It was just a day trip. Nice. So like eight hours of driving. I didn't drive, but... How were the mountains there for, for skiing and shit? Oh, I'm a, I'm they got two skiing. feet of snow that day and we went. 
It was fucking awesome. It was off to my knees. Good for you, Ridiculous. Man. It was so much fun. And I, I don't know. I like chilling inside with, like, a cup of coffee or something. Yeah. I do that even, like, if it's summer. I really don't give a shit. But do you have a fireplace? Yeah. In front of the fireplace? Sit by the fire. It's awesome. And why, I gotta say, I agree with you partially because, you know, when you're sitting by the fireplace, you got some hot cocoa and you see the nice, snow like, coming down. Yeah. Feeling, bro. It was great. And you don't have to be feeling. with anybody. You can just be by yourself and be content and just chill out and watch the snowfall and all that. I love it. I agree. Sean, what about you, my friend? I'd say my favorite season would be fall, mainly just because the leaves, especially here in New Hampshire, are amazing to look at. And I, I like I like the clothes that you can wear in fall, because like the sweatpants and the hoodie yeah, they come out comfy as fuck, exactly. Dude. It it goes right into Halloween. Yeah, like, I don't know, this past Halloween was fun as hell. It was very fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean fall. I agree. I I agree with Sean. My favorite season is fall. <laughs> Because it's the comfiest season. It is. I just because in fall you got fires too. Yeah. You got fires outside because it's still warm, and I like to be outside. So I agree in that part with summer, but ultimately I gotta say fall because it's the best of both. Fair me, enough. You know, and I love spooky season. I love Halloween. <laughs> I love horror movies. I'm trying to have a different costume that's better and better every year now. I think this year. Actually, mm. a thought, boys, here. What's that? This year, I'm thinking I'm either going to do, for Halloween, I'm either going to do um, Freddy Krueger, right, from the infamous, <laughs> the famous Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which would entail getting a lot, spending a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I would get the silicone mask and hand and the glove. Fuck a car, right? Exactly. <laughs> Between all that shit, I calculated it's $2,500 for that costume. Uh that's it's worth it for the trip. I know. So I was <laughs> thinking that, or I was thinking this 2022 might be my Joker year. So I'm Ooh. I'm really struck here between Joker, which is a cheaper costume, or Freddy Krueger. It's a free costume because I have one. I mean, no, I know you no. want your own. I would do the the Heath Ledger costume. Of I'd course. get the purple trench coat and everything. Yeah. You know, the whole deal. That one's about I think fifteen hundred. So it's Damn, like 500 wow. cheaper, but if Jeez. I want to get everything and make it perfect, it's yeah. going to be expensive, you know? Yeah, it's like cosplaying. Fair. People that cosplay spend yeah. a lot of money on that. Oh, journey. it's it's insane yeah. what they do. It's fucking cool, though. It's really fucking cool. Now, uh, back to Zachy here. Uh, what is the weirdest dream that you've had that you can remember at any point in your life? Just one really weird dream. It is a dream that dates back when I was six or seven, old enough to be left at a gym kid's playroom while my parents worked out. I would watch this channel. It was Channel 8 for me, but it was Channel 64 for others. It was called CW4Kids, and there would be uh, cartoons on from 7 a.m. up until 12, and it would like have like those anime shows, like the... Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh like shows and like the Sonic shows and like the Pokemon episodes and stuff, like all of those shows. I watched that a lot of, like as a kid. I believe even Scooby-Doo was on it. Mm. And then one night I had this random dream. And every show that I ever watched, I don't, I don't even, I, I can't explain it, but the premise is all you really need to know. Every show in one spot, all at once, portals, everything. And then it was like the episode I was watching within the dream with all those shows I've ever watched, with me in it, with people I know in real life in it, just ended. And then there was a credit scene. And then I woke up. What most linear dream of my life, and I, you know, again, it happened so long ago, I can't remember. How it, old like, were you when you had it? 
Under 10. Under 10. <laughs> Under 10 years old, and I still remember it to this day because of the animation style of the dream. It was so it was so clear. If you could compare it to anything, what would it be? The, the animation style. Definitely like... It's more Batman the Animated Series or, or, or Detroit Become Human? <laughs> Neither, actually. <laughs> it would be your, like, cheap... Pokemon episode of the week with very minimal frames of animation, exactly like that. Some courage and voice acting. Yes, the characters wouldn't move, but their mouths would. And every like three seconds, Ooh, voice acting like a creepy was dream. voice acting was top though. <laughs> it, like, like it wasn't better thing. It, it was pretty good, but top notch. And everything else was like, oh, it was weird. I would love to be in a Pokemon episode though. That'd be yeah, that'd be sick. I was sending them back to the death realm, though, with those portals. It was, <laughs> it was weird. All I thought about when you said that was Endgame when all the portals opened and everyone came through. Yeah, imagine that in reverse. It was it didn't feel good. <laughs> that sounds strange, man. That yeah. sounds strange. All right, we're going to start with another everybody question here. Um, I'm going to start with Sean. Um, if there was another large-scale war, if there were to be another huge war, a world war, if you will, mm-hmm. and you were drafted, well, how would you react to that? If I was drafted, I would uh, I would definitely go to jail rather than be drafted. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like we're at the point in society where we don't need a war. Like, I don't... I mean, hmm. you could call me a pacifist, probably. Like, if that's, like... I don't know if that's too, like, harsh of a term. Well, that's a valid but, term. If that's, that's yeah, I don't think... I feel like we're at the point, like I said, where we just don't need a war to decide yeah. things. Like, I feel like we as, like... Not just a country, but as like a world, could just figure out, like together. Yeah. So you would rather not I support would, it by fighting yeah. in it. Yeah, I'd rather go to jail. Good for you. Damn, that's a valid fucking opinion. And plus, it's not. I, we're most like ninety nine percent chance that we're not fighting for something that I believe in either. Mm. So I would that's just be like, there's point no point for me risking my life for the big country. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Good that's for you, man. Zach. What do you think? If I was drafted, I yeah, I probably wouldn't go. I wouldn't settle for jail, though. I don't really care what the reason for war would be. I mean, considering worldly conflicts, there's a lot of stupid reasons a war could start, especially depending on what the opposing side is. Um, but I'd probably find the most strategic way to flee the country. Be interesting. <laughs> Live life on the run or change my identity or something like that. But I'm not going to go play Call of Duty in real life. I just don't think that slide canceling on the battlefield would work out in my favor, especially in World War Three. And I mean, realistically, there will never be, in my opinion, a good reason for war ever again. Mm. Especially because now cyber attacks are more prone than in-person war. What would we fight over? What would yeah. we fight over? The same old stuff that you know changed our world. It won't change it again necessarily. Yeah. We've already established certain ways to prevent that conflict. So. Fuck. Plus, I'm not going to throw my life into that pit. Not my life, anyway. It's just not what I believe in. These are some interesting takes, boys. I I appreciate these. These are very good. These are, Chris, Chris, what do you think, my friend? <laughs> Honestly, I would just laugh at him because I'm not built. I'm not built for a soldier. <laughs> I'd be like, I, yeah, no, I'm not built for a soldier. I'd be like, I'd literally laugh at it. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I'd just be like, doing. <laughs> and if they really wanted me to go, I'd go. Whatever, I don't really give a shit. They'd be like, oh, it would be a way to explore the world, I guess. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't have me on the front lines, maybe. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Well, if Because I'm not going to go to jail. I don't really want to go to jail. If you were to be drafted, do you think you'd be like a better cook? 
Like, where would you, if you could position <laughs> yourself? Oh, you could no, position I don't yourself. see myself in. If you were, if you were to be either, I, I'll give you three options. Sure. Right. You had to serve yeah. in one of these positions, right? Okay. Would you be a medic? Would you be a, like a fighter, like in the battle in the conflict, or would you be a cook? Oh, cook, no doubt. Cook? You'd be <laughs> medic. I feel like a medic would be worse because you're waiting for people to get fucked up, and yeah. you see a lot more fuck shit. You still run the risk of getting injured yourself too. Yeah, exactly. And you can't even really fight back. I mean, you can, but. I don't know. That's not like your main goal. It's not your main, your main goal. Is like your main yeah. purpose is yeah. to is to help your, your fellow troops. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and even, uh, you know, opposing soldiers as well. Medics tend to, or from the movies that I've seen and stuff, course, you know, a yeah. lot of medics will just see an injured person and want to help them. What yeah. What do you think you would be, Zach, if one of those three? I feel like a cook would best suit me. Because the way that I'm built, I wouldn't meet the necessary requirements for combat. But I also don't think that I'd be able to handle the medic side of things. I can remain calm in very like intense uh, situations, but that doesn't mean that I'd want to. Hmm. I do want to help people. I'm not saying I don't want to help people, but I'm not saying that I'd, I'd. I'm saying I wouldn't want to help people in that situation because sure. other people would probably jump to that gun. They would. Be, you know what people would. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> what people wouldn't want to do or wouldn't be better at cooking. That's where I excel at. <laughs> I'd make Especially some fire ramen for him. Sean, do you feel the same way? You think you'd be your best cook if you had to? I know if, if yeah. you if jail wasn't an option and they were like ready to pull your ass out of jail to go do something. I mean, it had to be one of those three. Where do you think you'd best fit? I'd have to be a cook. So all you'd be good. Yeah. I don't think uh, I would be able to be a fighter. Like I don't think really anything could push me yeah. to that. I, I, I really, I, I like these, these, what do you these think? views a lot. I mean, I'm the the, the opposite. Yeah, I'm the polar opposite of all you guys. Yeah, I, If there was a war and there was something threatening my way of life and they drafted me, I'd be like, let's go. Yeah. Like, roll out, boys. Let's, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Sign me up. You know, I'm not fit for it. I'm not a fighter either. Yeah. But I'd do it if someone was threatening my way of life. You exactly. Know? Which pull, which, 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 um, which begs another question, another valid question here. I would deem myself to be a relatively patriotic person. True. I love my country. I love, you know, most aspects about it. Granted, there's a lot of shit that's unfair and unequal and, and, and honestly horrendous. Downright fucking horrendous. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, I'd rather live here than anywhere else. So, to you guys, right? Chris, I'll start with you. Do you deem yourself as patriotic? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I love living here. But, like, I don't know. I've never lived anywhere else, so I don't really have any opinions on anywhere else. So if I were to live in, like, England or some shit, I wouldn't know. But I like where I live, so, yeah, I'm patriotic for that. I'd stand by the flag, die by the flag. All that shit. I'd die for my country for sure. Thanks. Zach, what do you think? Uh, So I'm more of an impartial person when it comes to a lot of things like this. So I guess for that reason, I'm not extremely patriotic. I like the United States. I've lived here all my life. But I've also been out of the United States, and I've enjoyed my time a lot out of the United States. So I'd probably want to take a chance and live somewhere else in the world, maybe, for a change. Or go where I've been before to live there, because I liked my stay when I was there for a change. So for that reason, I don't think I'd die for my country. Or fight for my country, necessarily. Because it's, at the end of the day, kind of up to where I would be at. Or who I'd want to defend based on where my life revolved around. Currently it's here, but in 10 years it may not be. Fair. That's fair. Sean, what do you think? I would definitely say I'm patriotic. I do love the country. Like, 
I mean, I haven't been out of the country, so I don't know, like, really how different other places are, like England or, like, Italy. Uh, but Italy's very nice. <laughs> we'll it's a beautiful place. You know, like, I, I definitely want to travel out of the country, but um, I would definitely live here, so, yeah, I'm patriotic. Okay, yeah. See, I, I've had, I have family that have, have moved here from other countries for the opportunities, you know, and I've been to, uh, I've been to three other countries technically, but I've only been to two. I mean, I was in Dublin for a little bit, but I've been to Germany and Italy and I, I loved my travel, you know, my, my trip there, but I wouldn't want to live there, you know, because I, I, I know of how the economy is there, how the culture is, and it's nice to visit, but ultimately it's not for me. Mm. You know, I love some of the key parts about what makes America, America, you know, like I said, granted, there are a lot of aspects about this country that I wish we could fucking change, but here we are. I enjoy my life, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be living it the way that I am, so valid, valid opinions, boys. This is very interesting, very interesting. Now, back to Zach. I'm gonna circle back again here, Zachy. Um, if you had to guess what people most appreciate about you, what would you say it is? I have no idea. That's not really something that I think I've thought about. Well, think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> what people most appreciate about me. Yeah, what do you think it could be? Well, I work really hard. So I guess when I'm at work, I'd hope that people would appreciate my, my, my work uh, performance, my quality, and how uh, hard I work. I guess in the greater scheme of things, my job isn't super important, but... Um, Considering what I do, I'd hope that that counts for something. I know I appreciate it. I work oh, yeah. with you, and you get me far as fuck. So you have told me several times how much you appreciate my work. Oh, yeah. So that means a lot. I yeah. just have our management, so we, yeah, everybody knows it. We yeah. love your work ethic. You are one of the few people that I've met who's close to my age whose work ethic is as strong as yours. You know, so I I definitely appreciate that about you. And However, what would you say for someone who? Who maybe doesn't know you through work, right? A friend you have that's not through work. You know, maybe someone from school or someone you met through another person or something. You know, how, what would you say they most appreciate about you, if you had to guess? I guess it would depend on the person. I know that some people are more centered around, like, sobriety, while other people kind of indulge themselves in certain activities, like maybe they'll drink a little bit or smoke a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, I personally, I've dabbled in a bit of everything. The only thing I really do anymore is just drink a little bit, and that's even occasionally. I tend sure, to stay yeah. away from everything else, just because of personal preference. So, I guess if I met somebody that kind of shared those same, like, sobriety beliefs, maybe they'd like that about me, considering a lot of people from the state of New Hampshire specifically like mm -hmm. to smoke a lot, or they like to drink, and I'm not bashing them or anything. Yeah, yeah, I still do those things too sometimes. Yeah, but, everybody has their. Everybody can do whatever they want. You so know? maybe they'll appreciate that trait, or maybe the fact that I have a lot of unique interests, mm. or I guess maybe the way I look, <laughs> or how dashing I am, or maybe back in the good days my humor. I'm not as funny as I used to be. I, I will, agree with you there, but it's not because of. It's not because you've become less funny. Yeah. It's because you've become more focused on the things that are most important, you know. Like, I was yeah. going to say something that I appreciate about you, mm -hmm. right? I, I know this isn't usually how this question goes, but something that I appreciate about you a lot, aside from your work ethic, you know, yeah. are the opinions you bring to the table. You know, most often when I, when I have a... 
you know, I'm having to make a choice about something like, do I buy this Lego set or that one? Or do I list, like give me songs to listen to? Or what do you think about this that's going on with our friend group or the world? You know, you always bring a voice that I wouldn't have expected to hear from you, but I am very grateful to have heard from you. You know, like not the, you know, a very educated and, and, and thoughtful answer that is backed by, like you had said earlier, valid opinions because you're a fact checker. Yeah. You know, you make sure you get your shit straight before you spout it. So Absolutely. I appreciate that a lot about you. Right. Oh, I appreciate Just, your praise. Yeah, that's so kind of you. Thank you. Not to blow smoke up your ass. Oh, you're but, making me blush. But that is something that I think is a, a very valuable trait in people. And I do think all of you bring that to the table, as is evidenced by tonight's topics of discussion. So, another question for you, Zachy. Um, would you sacrifice your life for anyone? I don't know. It would depend on who and what the situation was. What would those factors be? It would depend on how much I like the person or how much I, I love them if there's someone close to me. Sure. Although, I, honestly, if there's anyone that I love, I'd already be thinking about how do I save this person without getting out unscathed. But if I had to ultimately sacrifice my life for someone that I loved, then, yeah, I think I would. So let me give you a scenario, right? Say you're, you're, you know, you're, you're walking in the street and there's, uh-huh. there's a car coming by and there's a baby in a stroller that goes left behind, right? Mm-hmm. And you only had time to run and push her out of the way or the, the kid out of the way, right? Would you do that if you were walking by and you saw that happen? Would yes. Would you do that? But I would think about how great it would feel not to have to go to work the next day. <laughs> and how great it would feel to avoid my student debt. And then I would save the baby. There's a little bit of selfishness yeah. in there, but I mean, at the end of the day, the good deed goes done. Yeah. If I sacrifice my life, it's on the bank to pay that one, baby. But there's <laughs> nothing wrong in trying to hype yourself up a little for it. Not at all. You need the adrenaline. Like, today at work, I was like, oh, I need high stakes. I gave myself high stakes. Adrenaline. I think I could save a baby if I did that. Yeah, I yeah, good for you. Or a hot girl. I feel like if I, if I was saving a hot girl, to be more of a motivator. I'm not even gonna lie. Because if I survived, it, like imagine the payoff. I'm sorry, but like, you gotta give me something. That is fair. Oh my gosh. Now here's a question for everybody again, right? Are you opti- we'll, we'll start with Chris. Oh, I'm the guest of choice. You're the guinea pig, yeah. Choice. I yeah, can run this up. question on you. Yeah. Are you optimistic about your future, my friend? I like to tell myself I am, but I don't know. I, I think about it, and I kind of just tell myself that everything's going to work out, and then go towards trying to make everything work out, I guess, but... There's some days where I get down on myself and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, like, overthinking everything and all that. Yeah. So, in the long run, yeah, I think I'm optimistic, but there's some, there's some days, some outliers that sometimes I'm like, damn, yeah, I don't have everything figured out and it, like, stresses me out. So do you, you know think I mean? that you, um, you telling yourself that things are good or that they'll be better, do you think that's good enough for you? Like, that that's helping you achieve those goals of making things better, you know? I think in a sense, yeah, but I could definitely be doing more, Hmm. but I am content where I am right now, even though I should always be striving for more. Sometimes you got to take some 
sometimes you just be content on where you are and be proud of where you've come from. Oh, yeah. And a breather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I'll give that a little bit and then keep going, keep striving for more. But it's been a lot going through school for fucking K through 12. Mm. You've always had, like, work on... I mean, not in, like, kindergarten. You just fucking do, like, finger paints and stuff. But, like, I don't know. You've always had a workload on you, whether you wanted it or not. You had to go to school. And now that we have this freedom, it's a little interesting. And once you get that first job out of school, you really feel like, man, I'm moving on. Like, I'm actually doing something nice. Sure, yeah. And you got to be content for a little bit. It could be a year. It could be six months. It could be whatever. And... You just got to be proud of yourself for making it that far. And Facts. then just keep going off from there. Ultimately, having a plan is the best thing. So oh, yeah. Good for you, man. That's for sure. Zach, are you optimistic about your future? Kind of. I put myself down, so I stay up. And the reason for that is because complacency is a very strong benefactor to a lot of certain things. And you sometimes won't realize how easy it is to sink into the complacency because it's comfortable. By complacency, do you mean, to an extent, ignorance? Not necessarily. Okay. It depends on the situation, obviously, like, the context of it. For instance, if I kept telling myself, the situation I'm in now, if I keep telling myself, oh, I need to apply for a credit card, I need to apply for a credit card, but I don't actually do it because I don't want that change, or I do want that change, mm. but I just keep telling myself that without any plans of action, that's complacency, you're not actually doing it. Mm. But when you take the next step, or when you in my case, be like, oh, without a credit card, you can't do this, this, or this. Or in your grand life plan, it involves this credit card for this, this, and that. It kind of allows you to rise up over that and be like, okay, I need need to do this because of this, this, and that. Sure. So it's sort of like this bounce back. You give yourself an ultimatum, and based on that ultimatum, you create a, a uh, decision. Because, like, I'm in college right now. I have to figure out which profession will benefit me the most when I'm done and if I'll like it or not. Mm. Figuring out what you want to do at this young age is very stressful because it is almost never the right answer. <laughs> That's for sure. And it you can only get to a certain point before your choices become very limited and you have to figure out what you want to do before you're done or else you waste more money going back to school to do what you supposedly want to do. Now, do you think that you're the type of person who, who, who strives to keep a routine and keep things the same? Or, 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 or yeah, are you the type of person to, to negate change? Like, are you afraid of it, if you will? I used to be very afraid of change because it would change my normal when I felt that it didn't need to and when I sought out comfort from that normal because of other change going on. But now where I'm expecting things to change as I'm all going to be entering my 20s uh, this year, I've sort of accepted that. If yeah. it's not drastic or dire, I think I can live with that change because it serves as a stepping stone to my hopeful and future success. Yeah, most people I know could attest to the fact that coming to that individual realization is a key part to maturing. Yes, you know, exactly. To becoming who you are bound to become. And a solid schedule has also helped me with that immensely. Yeah. <laughs> it may seem like I don't want to hang out. Trust me, I really do. But you have to stay on that grind, so to speak. Amen. Because if you don't, again, you'll sink into the complacency. And it happens to me all too much. That's why i got to keep doing what I do if I want to re reach my goals, if I want to do what I aspire to do on in the future. That's sure. for sure. And being busy varies from person to person. Like you said, in the summertime, you, you imagine you'll have more freedom. So... Mm -hmm. We're all looking forward to that. We're all looking Absolutely. forward to that. Absolutely. As am I. As am I. Getting out of my head with homework will be nice. Yeah. 
Sean, what do you think? Are you optimistic about your future, my friend? I think I am, but I'm also scared of my future. Because, mm. like, I have, like, goals and stuff that I, like, have right now. But then I get scared of, like, well, I have nothing after that. So it's, like, once I achieve my goal, I'm, like... Like, I get... Like, I feel scared if I think, like, what's after that? Because, like, I don't have a plan, like, for after that. Mm. So, like... The future, the future, future scares well, me. Think about it this way: you didn't have this plan, you know. To, yeah. to like, what is your next goal? What is your next goal? Is it to move out, or is it something smaller? It's I want to get a car, okay. and then it's like, like I, I I could probably get a car right now, but like I'm not looking into it because like, like that stuff, like the adult stuff, like paying taxes and everything like that, gets me like I get overwhelmed by it pretty easily. So yeah. it's like it's like hard for me to like step forward, and um. Like, take that step. Sure. So, like, I am optimistic about it, like, growing up, because I feel like I have to, but... uh, Well, it shouldn't just be because you feel the, you know, pressure to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, you take, you you tackle one thing at a time, you know? Like, a year ago, you probably didn't have any, you know, drive to go buy a car, you know? And now, at least, you know that, hey, maybe I should do this, you know? And then once you do that, like, for me, I have it set up, my first goal here is to buy a car, Right. And, and finance it and then eventually make it my own, mm-hmm. right? And build credit. My next goal is to move out, right? Into an apartment with friends or by myself if need be, you know. But to move out and establish a foundation of where I want my life to go, you know. And then I see it's, it diff, it's different for me, though, you know, because I'm not worried about what's coming after that. Yeah. Because I'm seeing it this way. I'm seeing it, all right, I have a car once, or I'm going to have a car. Once I buy that car, I'll be with that car for plenty of time to be able to make a decision about the next one, right? And then once I have a car, I know that my next plan is an apartment. When I live in that apartment, I'm going to have plenty of time to figure out what I'm going to do for a house, you know, because yeah. I, could, I could be in an apartment from, from the time, you know, until I'm like 30, until I'm 35, you know, it depends, you know, shit happens, you don't know what's coming, you know, yeah. which can be scary in and of itself. Yeah. But it's, it's ultimately to try to... To not be ignorant to that change and not to be afraid of it, but to, and not even necessarily welcome it, but just to be okay with it, you know, Mm. to be all right with, all right, it's time. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, like I'm of the mind, I don't want to be 21 years old, able to drink and living with my family, you know, Mm. like I want to be able to have my own life outside from them, you know, come visit, say hello, but I want to exist in a world that doesn't revolve around cleaning up my room and, and coming home at a certain hour, being quiet, coming in, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. That's just the way that I see it, you mm. know. And I hope that eventually you can start to be less um, worried about those things. And I, it will come. It just, yeah. these things come with time. But, mm. but I'm glad to hear that you are generally optimistic about yeah. it. Yeah, like, I, like, I know I'll pull through in the end. Yeah. And as just, long as you got that, you know, yeah. that hope to hang on the to. The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. you can drag yourself through the, you know, <laughs> through the trenches. Well, yeah. Um, another topical issue here, right? A bit of a deeper one, at least for myself. Um, and I'll start you, Zach. I'm going to mm-hmm. start with you here, right? So people our age, most people that we know, right, are experiencing a lot of stress, Right. Why do you think that that is? Honestly, it comes from a lot of like different sources. 
I feel like I can only really speak about the ones that I feel stress coming from because, again, I don't really indulge in certain things that other people might receive stress from. Like, for example, this large hookup culture, per se. Personally, I don't indulge in it, but a lot of people that I know do. And um, it kind of messes with them a lot because mm-hmm. then they'll go ahead and they'll catch feelings with this, for this one person that they had, like, a one-night stand with, that, that they hooked up with at a party. And then... It just goes down from there. They waste three or four months obsessing over somebody that will never like them back because they're living life for this, like, thrill. Or, and for other people, they get kind of absorbed in, like, a substance of choice. So I know three out of the four people here smoke some form of something. (laughs) Uh, Personally, I have not really a fan, so I don't do it. But I know some people that revolve their life around it, and they will do it, like... Three times more than you guys do it. And it's like, it's kind of a thing where it'll, I guess, keep them in one place. Like, you know how on the in the previous topic we were talking about, uh, are you optimistic about the future? And I said complacency because it keeps you in the same spot. Yeah. This sort of thing keeps them in the same spot. And they don't yeah. move. They're <laughs> like 22. They haven't moved in life since after they graduated high school because maybe they smoke so much weed. There's such a marijuana gremlin that <laughs> their life has not sped up since. And yeah. they have no idea. Mm. And I feel like the realization of that is what causes that stress. Or the realization that I will never get this girl that I hooked up with causes that stress. Or maybe just thinking about your future causes a lot of stress. Or if you're very absorbed in social media, it causes a lot of stress. Well, I know you said you don't really want to speak on what might affect other people, but I feel like there are a few common things, you know, commonly experienced contributors to stress amongst our age group. Some things going on in the world, some things that we all have access to, some things that we all have to do that could be contributing those stresses. So what do you think is one thing that you know at least a good amount of people that you have in your circle are stressed about? Honestly, same topic, school and work. Mm Mm-hmm because they're trying to pave way for their future. And I know some people that are partying it up in college, and then they're like, oh, I'm so worried about school. And they're going to school for a major that, no offense, won't, won't get them very far. Because mm. they need the experience to kind of boast what the, what the degree they will receive will entail. And then they just get sidetracked by partying. Like, there's this group of people I know, not to name any names, but I went to high school with them. They were once very good friends of mine. And they're just entering their trying new things phase. You know, the phase that I feel like all of us here have kind of entered and kind of figured out what we want to keep doing, what we don't want to do. And they're just going in on it. Like, they're doing everything they can, whether or not it's a good decision, every single waking moment of every single day. So, and I guess they're stressing about their future in a way, but... From another standpoint, they're in for a whole boatload of stress when they're done with that. Whether or not they finish school or whether or not they drop out, they're going to realize, shit, I wasted all of this time. I should have been here, but I'm here. Or I don't know where I would have been, but here I am. And those type of situations where you're in that, you know, trying new things phase or or whatever, you know, it also depends on 
how you allow yourself to handle it and, and whether or not you allow yourself to be put in that position in the first place. You yes. Know, like with peer pressure as a prime example. Oh, absolutely. Know. If it's your decision or Being not. able to say no, you know, to somebody like, I smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. I smoke weed. I enjoy it. You know, I would love it if some of my friends would too. And sometimes I might nudge you, but ultimately <laughs> if y'all really don't want to, I'm not going to force you to do it. You know, it's your fucking choice. Good for you for not doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and good for you if you do. But it's ultimately that decision to be able to say no and be like, I don't want to fucking do that shit, man. Yes. Like, fuck off, you know? Yeah, like, these people I know, they're not even, like, they're dabbling in weed quite a bit. But they're not dabbling in weed, weed. They're dabbling in, like, these carts. And the carts that we were getting access to in high school, they're kind yeah. of starting to figure out. And they're thinking that it's the new thing, just how we did when we were in high school. <laughs> but they're in college. And I just... I can't really educate them on what they're in for because I feel like we all went through the same thing. Just yeah. that realization where you either want to keep doing it or you don't. And they're just coming into it a little too late, you're saying. And yes. Know. It's just like the same thing with partying. I'm not going to compare partying in high school partying in college. It's You're partying. It's kind of the same thing. Hmm. Environment might change a little bit. The people might change a little bit, but you're partying. The people that do it in high school and get it out of the way, I find, tend to have a better life focus if they do it sooner because they realize what that is and whether or not it's for them or not. Then they can kind of move forward in life without that absorbing them because they still want to figure out what they have to gain from it. But these people, they're doing it so late, it's like by the time they realize they'll be later on in life, they'll have less time to formulate a plan to recover from any bad decisions they made, any decisions that made them mess their lives up. Yeah. So all things like that ultimately lead to like stress where, oh, I'm in this situation now, what do I do? And they start panicking. And same thing even for, like, work. Like, in retail, you see a lot of people that have a lot of potential. They just get very comfortable working that same schedule, whether they're a morning person or a closer. Before you know it, they are five or seven years older than they were when they started, and they're in the nose stuck in that routine, yeah. Whether they're promoted or not, they stay there because of that, the change that doesn't change. Mm. They're, they're fine with it. Wow. Well, amen. <laughs> it's yeah. real as yeah. fuck, yeah. yeah. I know we've all experienced it or seen people go through it. We all know what it is. Yeah, it's it's wild. Chris, what do you think um, is causing a lot of stress in people our age? I think it's access to all the technology that we got, like mm. your phones, your computers. Because, again, like we touched upon before, you have so much information coming to you at once. Uh, yeah. If I can... Your friend's boyfriend or your friend's girlfriend dumped whatever the Ukraine shit. Yeah. Everything all on your phone at once. Your phone blows up. Like I put my phone away at work, don't touch it until I leave, and my phone's filled to the brim with notifications about who knows what. I know what yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of that is just like I look at it and I'm like, Whoa, that is a lot to look at for sure. Yeah. And some of it matters, some of it doesn't, and I feel like it's just kind of an information overload that we get, and some of the stuff that who gives a shit about tonight on Who Cares, <laughs> it, it, it matters to us, it makes us, it's like, wow, that's an overload. For tonight sure. on Who Cares. Tonight on Who Julie got a boyfriend. Shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> but then maybe you wanna, you were talking to Julie, and you're like, oh, damn, like, 
Yeah. Damn, that was, yeah. that's, now he's my competition, I gotta outshine him or whatever, but like... And that stresses you out, and then you see what's going on in Ukraine. And then you're and like, oh my god, the world's like blowing up. Went to see your ex's social media footprint, oh. ooh. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, that's, and there's just so much stuff coming at you at once when you just really need it. Thing, take a break, another thing, take a break, whatever. Or not one thing at a time. At all. Yeah, exactly. One thing at a time. And too much of something is always a bad thing, no matter what it is. I mean, fresh air. That's the only example I can give you. That's too much of something is good for. But, I don't know, too much information even, and it blurs the good shit and the bad shit, meaning, like, the stuff that you should care about, the stuff that tonight on Who Cares. But yeah. it all blurs and comes at you at once and it stresses you the hell out. So ultimately, you're of the mind that that our generation's access to media and technology is what is bringing us the most stress. I think so, yeah, for sure. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Good. Sean, what do you think? (laughs) I would definitely have to say media as a whole. Like, on the news, you only see bad stuff happening. Like... Like, with the war, the the Ukraine situation, people get stressed out, like, oh, are we going to get nuked, you know? Like, the news only ever gives you uh, bad stuff, and that can stress people out. Because then they think, like, oh, my God, all that's happening in the world is bad stuff. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's just these little, uh, like, uh, spots on a giant map that are just very small, Mm -hmm. that are popping up. Not this, not like the whole globe is lighting up with problems. It's just these like little spots. Yeah. But it's just we shine the light on it, and then everyone gets nervous. And I think the whole world is like that. Sure. Yeah. And I would definitely say like the future stresses people out because because of media. Like you see like your friends moving on, and then you compare yourself to them, where like oh I'm in the same spot that I've been. Like, yeah. for a while oh, yeah. and then when you see I them see move people on. my age getting their own places yeah. I'm like oh fuck yeah, yeah I'm trying like, oh my god yeah, like yeah. what am I doing like, exactly. you're supposed to like, like it makes you question like am I doing everything right yeah. One, you just gotta step back you know if you turn your phone off now there's no more problems yeah. nothing's stressing you out you gotta be you gotta be proud of yourself cause we've all made, we're still alive exactly yeah. from high school cause mm-hmm. the main thing in high school is that stresses everybody out I think is the desire to fit in and find your group Ooh. and I think that mm-hmm. if you didn't find your group in high school that that would stress someone out entirely cause you don't have friends mm-hmm. to sit with at the lunch table you don't have friends to see a recess I mean there's no recess in high school but you get the you get the there chance should be. there should be friends in classes there should be <laughs> that's ridiculous oh, yeah, that's it also sure. I feel like it creates another uh, thing as well what media creates the fear of missing out or FOMO as many refer to it as uh, you yeah. see people doing stuff and you fear that you're missing out on something that might create good memories or something that might Boost your future reputation or future success or whatever. The fear of missing out will usually take effect when you're not doing something you could be doing. Yeah. Like, if you're doing homework and you see friends having fun, whether or not you got invited doesn't really matter. You are missing out. And what you do with that information, I feel like, can kind of sway how you feel. And that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety. You see people, you're like, I wish I was with them. I feel like I'm missing out. And you're sort of like shaking aggressively. Stress and anxiety, to say the least. Then you get into the darker side of everything, as if it couldn't get any darker. Mm-hmm. You get into the depression. 
Yes. Which is a huge thing that has been affecting a lot of people. And I think I think it's probably more so now than it has ever been. You yeah. Know? Because there's so much, like you said, with the access to media and everything like that. It's just there's so much to be sad about. There's so much to be, you know... And there's so many things going on, too, now that are different than, than things that were going on, say, like I said, when our parents are... Her grandparents were growing up. You know, there are so many different th- differences in in the experience of being a young adult. You know, at least in this country too. You know, that have changed drastically since then, and those can, you know, lead to certain traumatic experiences or certain you know, I don't know anything that can because almost anything. Of course, you know, yeah. can can lead to to depending upon the person, it could take something very small or something very huge to be put in that position of being depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I know a lot of my friends have been in that situation before, mm-hmm. and if they haven't been, they're bound to be. Yeah, everybody is. It's part of human nature is gonna you're gonna be in a position when you are depressed. It's more than sad. It's more than down it's you're fucking depressed right could be if you haven't had it already could be when a family member dies could be when you know you end a relationship with somebody that you loved a lot or when a friendship breaks off you know but everybody is bound to feel depressed of course yeah and i think that's some of the scariest shit it really is it definitely is anyway (laughs) anyway let's bring it back to a bit of a, a lighter note here um more or less, actually. No, no, it's not a lighter note. <laughs> Zach, question for you. Oh, good God! It's a heavier note. It's not a heavier note, but it's 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 not it's exactly note, light. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zachary, mm-hmm. our audience doesn't know you very well. We're getting to know you, right? We're gonna help them. We're gonna yeah. speed along this process mm-hmm. here. And the next question to break into your psyche, into what makes Pino Pino. Mm-hmm. Is what is holding you back from being the person that you want to be? I have no idea. Do uh, so you think right idea. now that you are the person that you want to be? Definitely not. Why? Because I'm not better at everything that I could be better at, and I'm not where I see myself in the future currently. How do you see yourself getting there? Sort of by doing what I'm doing right now, to be honest with you. I'm Again, I'm on that track. I'm doing everything I said I was going to do. Mine's applying for that credit card because it got denied. I'm going to have to do it again. That's something I'm complacent no credit. Right it sucks, dude. Oh, it, 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 it really does. But on, other than that, I am, for the first time in my life, on the track to become the person that I really want to be. I'm mm, working out cool. consistently, getting those gains, getting that body. I have my game back with girls. <laughs> I haven't I haven't necessarily met any that I am interested in, but oh I practice. And I practice frequently. I work should. my Pinot magic. Oh, and it works. So within, as long as it's within reason, you know. Absolutely. Not, it's not, not anything there being a player or hey, a Pinot or anything. I said I don't believe in hookup culture. Yeah, How bad can it be? Saying, even with the practice, you know, it's not exactly the hookups, but it can be the mental aspect of it. Of whether or not you're just searching for practice. Oh you know? usually I usually it's pretty clear. You have to I, personally, I feel like you have to get a little bit more serious about what you're doing to kind of insinuate that you want to do a certain something. Hmm. And personally, I'm a very open and honest person if I want something from you. Unless that approach won't work. Hmm. But I don't think I'd use that on the girl. Absolutely yeah, not. It's just like as long as you're, you're not 
going into this, in, into talking to someone or something, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that it's just for your benefit. It's just so you can learn. As yeah. long as it's not that, then definitely it's De okay. Yeah. And as long as you, as long as the other person knows that too, mm -hmm. you oh, know, yeah. as long as it's a good, it's it's as long as it's um an actual um effort. If there's actual mm -hmm. effort being made to to progress with that and to to build that into something better, then that's what matters. Most, most. of the time, it's just either small talk or if it's over social media, you know how social media goes mm -hmm. with Snapchat and with stuff like that. It's very simple, but enough practice where you have experience when you come across the person you would want to be with. Hmm. And then you take what, whatever approach you feel is best, but you're a bit more comfortable in the situation because you've had a little bit of practice. I guess the small talk is a very hard stage of nah, <laughs> oh, the, the talking stage sucks. I The last girl I was on a talking stage with lasted for almost a year. Oof. And it was we neither of us were ever direct. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. We just weren't direct. We didn't know each other's intentions, what we wanted. They were just illusions, alluded to. Yeah. That that was all. So when it ended it was like she knew what I wanted and I knew what she wanted and they just didn't coexist. Hmm. So then in essence you're saying that that has pushed you to a spot where you're more apt to be vocal about what you want. Definitely, and that is something I dwelled on for a while after that happened, because I was pissed. I wasn't depressed, but I was like, I was dwelling on it a lot. I was like, this should have happened. I am this, this, and that. I am an awesome fucking person. Why didn't this work out? Mm. So I went back to the drawing board. I evaluated it. You know, my goal is, at the end of the day, to always be as successful as I could possibly be while enjoying life every step of the way. But let, let's, let's not forget that... Um no one is without flaws. Absolutely you know, not. There are always issues to be found in, in every, and maybe not even issues, but just opportunities for improvement, you know, in de every aspect of every person, you know. But, any hoosers, <laughs> let's go back here. We asked some questions on one of the last podcasts uh, that were interesting to hear other people's opinions about. We heard Sean and Devin's opinions about these things, as well as Chris's, and I'd like to hear yours, Mr. Pino, if you will. Oh, of course. So, do you think that weed achieving the same regulation as alcohol is a good or bad thing? From personal experience, no. But from those who use it and don't see any negative effects, uh, that could be a potential good thing. Well, all in all, do you think if weed was to be, a, you know, like the, how you have to be 21 to buy and drink alcohol, mm -hmm. if you think, do you think if you had to be 21 to buy and smoke weed, do you think that would be good or bad, ultimately, across the board? You see, I would agree if they were equal, but not at the age that we've set them at. Like, 21, mm -hmm. personal opinion, it's a little bit too high. And my reason for that, it's lower in other parts of the world. And mm -hmm. look at how that affects those lower parts of the world. Not in any negative way, certainly. Sure Probably yeah. about the same incidence as those who get it illegally underage here. They still do it anyway. So, <laughs> so might as well make it fucking legal. <laughs> and it very well used to be. Cigarettes were, you know, you had to be 18. Mm. And even for alcohol. And from a time way before any of us were born, 16, which I can't even believe. Yeah. So Here I am breaking crazy. my back to get a pack of cigarettes. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. And then I went to Europe and I was drinking and I was like, what's going on? I'm not even in high school yet. So it was, you know, it was a culture shock. The drinking age in Germany, at least when I went, was 16. Oh yeah, it was, it was 16 in Italy when I went too. Yeah, it's like, oh my God. Yep. 
That was a fucking... I don't even know how... I was a sophomore, right? I think I was a sophomore. I could have been getting plastered on the weekends, you know, with my, my, you know, junior year, I would help with the junior essay a lot, that's for damn sure. (laughs) So you think it is, it would be a good thing, but just if the age was lower, what age would you say then for, because keep in mind, it's not just, if, if, if weed and alcohol, well, first of all, Mm -hmm. do you think they should have the same regulation, like they should be the same age for both? Or do you think maybe weed could be younger and alcohol could be older or vice versa? I feel like you should make a sound decision about something that can alter you um, when you're a bit more developed up in your head and physically. Some people that intake certain substances at younger ages, as they're developing, kind of messes with them Mm. and they're never the same after that. I've done extensive research on it because in my, like, weed phase... I was going through kind of something like that, so I wanted to find out what it was. Sure. And um, I've recovered from that, thankfully, but now I can see how it would affect some people, and some people permanently even. So uh, I would say 18. I feel like you should be considered an adult to make an adult decision like that because that decision, you know, if you decide to do it, at least it won't affect you as you develop more. But from a younger age, I've heard, seen, and experienced what it's like if you take that in and as you're developing, it can kind of affect you in negative ways. So you think alcohol and weed should be tw- or 18, right? You said 18? Yeah. Okay. For both. Yep. I'm going to... I'm going to... Let's have a little debate here, Zach. Yep. Let's have a little debate here. Because I think, personally, mm-hmm. that you should be able to consume marijuana... If, if I was in charge, right? yeah. I would say you should be able to consume marijuana at the age of 16. And I would say you had to be you know, at least 21, maybe even older, to consume alcohol. Really? I would say, from my experience and the experience of people that have been around me in my life, I think you should have to be older to drink and younger to smoke. And I think 16 is a fine age to experiment with marijuana. Mm -hmm. I think it should be legal to go down the street and grab some if you're, you know... I, I was in high school, I was smoking anyway, but didn't affect me in any negative way nor did it most of my friends because mm-hmm. we didn't abuse it you know? exactly and it's to an extent it can be an easy drug to abuse but it's not addictive yeah. it's not addictive people no, say it it's isn't. addictive those people are incorrect and they they've probably to... never smoked in their life yeah. right alcohol is addictive mm-hmm. there is extensive research supporting that fact that alcohol is an addictive Substance. It can be very easily abused, right? I think that alcohol, at the age where it's at now, makes sense, right? Because I think if we were able to drink when we were 18 years old, I don't think I was developed enough. I don't even know. I wouldn't consider myself an adult when I was 18. I wouldn't consider myself an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it varies person yeah. to person. Yeah. But I, I, I don't I don't think that, that um, being able to drink when you're 18 is exactly a good thing. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I definitely can't because, yeah, it's significantly, like, it is a- addictive, whereas mm. weed is not. Only, I feel like people with addictive personalities claim that weed is, is addictive because they're addicted to it. Mm. Or maybe they're not and they just, again, like you said, haven't smoked. Exactly. So, yeah. I can, and especially because alcohol can cause you to do things you would never think that you'd do. Yeah, yeah. it's I, like it's I like I, we, I said uh, one of the last episodes that that it's it's always the people who know nothing about the situation making the decisions. You know, and my example that I gave was with uh, abortion laws. 
the people making those decisions in most cases are just a bunch of grown ass white males, you not, know, not passing women. laws, they making decisions for women, yes. and it's not near the same, you know, in, intensity of a situation. But with weed, it's like. These people probably have never smoked in their lives, you know, because these people are older. They grew up in a time where that stuff was illegal, you know. It's way more accepted nowadays than it was then. Absolutely. But there are still, you know, limits to it. And I think I think that if we got some smokers out there, you know, <laughs> making decisions, <laughs> that it might be a little lighter. But but that's just my opinion. That's just a theory. Okay. Okay. Theory. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... Let's uh, wrap this up with a few questions, a few uh, more questions. Um, Zach, I want to ask you another more current question and then one more personal one to close it out. Yeah. Okay. So, if you could solve one major issue facing our nation, what would it be? Um, well, this is easy. World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> Because just every side of it is stupid. From someone who is, like, impartial, doesn't really pick a political side, don't really understand it, to be honest with you. And if I did, I don't think I'd want to take a side anyway, because at the end of the day, this might not be my country in ten years. Mm -hmm. But um, as it stands currently, there are definitely better ways to go about how Russia is trying to claim Ukraine. (laughs) <laughs> and all the deciding factors, all the underlying factors, why that's happening, why that's not happening, why they're doing what they're doing, why, how they're doing, you know, all that stuff. I don't understand it, right? No. Because all of it is just speculation. You haven't heard from the people doing it, so you don't really know. Sure. You're just hearing it from pros. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. The point is that it's happening, and I think it'd be a good idea, you know, if it could not happen. If it could just, <laughs> if it could just stop, you know? So, I would stop all of that. Because I agree. you know what's next? Uh, a cyber attack of some kind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Don't Jeez. want that either. I think it could be started there. Those are terrifying. I, I don't even want to think about that shit. Um, so, for more of a personal touch, to close it off, my friend, um, what is something that you would like, or what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? When Pino passes away what does he hope that he is most remembered for or just the audience what do you want the audience or your friends family to remember you for um i was good with the sticks I guess I was great at playing video games. <laughs> oh man! No, I don't know what you meant. I'm gonna be honest. I, it's oh. hard to think of that. I don't. I've done so much, but it also feels minuscule what others have done and what others may consider to be influential. Well, it doesn't have to be so, an achievement of any type, kind. It's yeah. just maybe a trait. Some people have said um, they want to be remembered for being open-minded and mm-hmm. someone they can talk to. So doesn't have to be an achievement. If you want it to be, sure, make it an achievement, but... I'd hope that I'd be remembered for a fun person. I used to be far more wild than I am now, but I hope that <laughs> the people remember those times. They remember all the stuff that I've done, and there's a lot of running jokes that involved my single chromosome brain, <laughs> my uh, not-quite-up-to-speed memory, and uh, how I process information. It is... They've compared it to a brick wall. 
Many have compared it to a brick wall. And oh, these man. original jokes come from that. So I think, in a way, it's kind of influential. And um, it is I'll be a running joke until my uh, end of my days. You know, I remember those days when Zach was fucking hilarious. I don't I'm telling you, he still is. And I just can't wait to see it in the summertime. I yeah, uh, I don't think they're over. I just think I'm a bit more disciplined now. You'll mm-hmm. you'll still see it, but I feel like oh, now I know. Yeah, I know. There are times when Zachy comes out, and I love it. And I yeah. love it, especially when it's at work. Oh my god, a stressful day. Oh, today I got I mad. That. I was sna- I was actually. I was uh, I was bitching about one of our team members that just went MIA. Just saw the new way that we did order pickups. Had a mental breakdown. Just <laughs> went crying. Was in our uh, team lead office for a while, and I never saw them again. And I never heard from them again because nobody knew where they went. So, uh, oh my goodness gracious! Um, I was, of course, putting their OP to hold. It's an order pickup, is what we call them. And OP they're timed, is, stressful. Yes. Yeah. And OP is a very oh, it's such a hellish acronym. <laughs> But uh, I had four, I had four minutes to, to use my little uh, corporate provided device to scan all these items and all these orders, scan the labels that I was printing out on all these bags for these people so they could pick them up. And um, yeah, I had about four minutes because the person had taken an hour to get all of these items. Oh for reference, it takes about twenty to thirty minutes if you're pretty good, and I'd say around like thirty-five to forty-five minutes if you're a little bit on the slower side. Now nah, this person took almost an hour. Um, this went over our threshold of time. We uh, have this certain quota we must meet. Uh, we did not meet the quota for this order whatsoever. We were significantly off. Our 100% um, picked and prepped on time uh, went down to about a 94%. Mm. Damn. So, um, I, I, I lost it. And yeah, that is something I don't think none of you guys have seen. Nobody's seen that. You know who saw it? My two middle-aged and older coworkers. And I don't know what they think of me now, but I don't want to know because I said some vile things that, um, yeah, I don't, don't want to know what's going to be like going into yeah, my house. I've, I've seen Mr. Pino pretty angry, but I don't know if I've seen you like that. I'll have to ask around and hear how it was. Yeah, I'm around. I'm a bit more disciplined. I'm a bit more focused, but those parts are still there. So I hope I remembered for them. Oh, I will remember them. I know everybody else will, too. Oh, yeah. Now, we have this way that we like to cap off these sorts of episodes. And the way that we're going to do it today, we're going to twist it here, right? I'm going to pass you this computer with this list of questions on them. And you're going to scroll through and you'll pick one question to ask each of us. One different question for each person. Each person. And in that time, we're going to take a little break. And we will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back, everybody. Zach has picked out his question for each of us. Would you like to cap off the episode here, Zach, and begin with those? Absolutely. And I hope that all of our viewers have enjoyed our time on this episode. Now, I'd like to open up with a question for you, John, okay. the host of this episode. Okay. Because uh, I feel like you might have an interesting answer to this question. What is the worst lie you've ever told? Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> Because I know someone you've told when they happen, so I'd like to hear if any of them... You know <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've been around for a while. I hope that I know your worst, but if I don't, um, educate us. We know a thing or two, because we've seen it. Before. I think I've um, answered this question before on one of the episodes. I don't remember. 
Oh, I said, yeah, one of the worst that I've told, the one that I said last time was, I love you, and telling someone that I actually love them when I didn't it was a pretty bad lie. That's a that pretty was a horrible deep lie. lie. Yeah. We were all like, wow. That's Honestly, I think I'm going to have to go with that one again, because, like, I mean, everybody fibs here and there, and I've, I've had my fair share of lies and situations where I've had to lie. Yeah. But I think that's a pretty hard one. You know, because I've been told that I've before, you know, and mm-hmm. it not been true either as well. And I don't, I didn't like experiencing that. And I think by extension, me doing that to someone else is in my mind the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from both sides. Picturing them is not pleasant. Yeah. My next question is for Sean. This isn't throwing shade at you whatsoever. Answer this question however you like. What are you most self-conscious about? Ah. Most self-conscious about? Um, mm, I think it is a good one. The size of his nose. (laughs) You didn't think I was going to say that. No. Maybe his neon Uh, highlighter drip. That was was middle school. That's it. Okay, buddy. (laughs) It was a couple months ago, Sean. But as Zach said, this is not to throw shade yeah, at no. all. Oh, no shade. No shade. No shade has been thrown. Don't worry. Um, probably uh, my lack of self-confidence, probably. Mm. And why is that? I don't know. I don't feel confident. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's not... Like, if, if people see that, it's not a good look. So. Well, do you see that look changing? Do you see your self-confidence yeah. changing? I mean... I don't think right now, but I have to work on. Exactly. I think I think there may be light at the end of this tunnel as well. <laughs> as long as there's, you know, a, a, a realization that you need to work on that, then that's a good thing. Like I said earlier too, that as well. As long as you know it, that's good. So good Definitely. for you. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> One damn step at a time. There you go, shiny boy. And Chris, a question for you, because I'm sure you've also had. Quite a few life events. What bad what thing have you done that no one has found out about? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Come on, you got that one. Oh, man. I think I got this one last time, but I'll throw out a different answer. This one, I didn't tell a soul. Not a soul. And it might be a bit grotesque, but... Well, Please elaborate. When I, when I was a youngin', when I was a wee lad, I went to a private school. or not. It was like a religious school or whatever. When I was, I think, yeah, me and Sean went yeah. there for the first few grades of our life. Per- kindergarten to what? I left in second grade. I left after third. Yeah, so. and it was it was a shitty school. I'm not going to lie to you. They put religion over education, but that's for a different topic because mm. whatever. But <laughs> I had a little accident in my pants. I was a young kid. I was a young boy. So I took my underwear and threw them in a locker. <laughs> Didn't tell a soul. And they're probably there to this day. Like fucking 16 years later. Oh my god. Is that when yeah. the school shut down? Most likely. Oh Most likely. No way. You I swear I did. That was... Because I didn't know what to do with them. I wasn't going to throw them out. It's a fucking power move, dude. <laughs> I threw him in the locker. Because no one used the locker. Oh, I was going to say. He should have thrown it in the locker. Threw it in. Left. Wow. One commando for the rest of the day. Like, you nothing of that. 
Yeah, you good man. I haven't told anybody about that, so audience, yeah. I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> you just told a bunch of people. Well, I didn't tell anybody, but um, well, now everybody knows. Everybody listens to this. But quest to find the piss-filled underwear yeah. <laughs> in the abandoned school. He <laughs> said it was piss. That's all I gotta say. Oh my god, <laughs> the plot thinking. Oh, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> But I've I I like to think I've matured from that, and I would oh. number one not do that again. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope you're not still pissing in your <laughs> underwear and throwing them in places you probably no. shouldn't. Not at all. <laughs> no. Well, thank you, everybody who tuned in <laughs> for listening this far. We love you. We appreciate you, Sean. Any closing thoughts for you, my friend? Uh, it was good to be back. Hope to see you guys in the future, and as always, it's, it's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. You will. You will be back. Clearly, you're a recurring presence. Recurring so theme. The <laughs> audience will hear from you soon. And Zach, your first appearance, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. I, I feel very happy that I was able to convey my thoughts and feelings to some of your questions and to all of you wonderful, beautiful listeners mm-hmm. from all over the world, including Belgium. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out our Belgian listeners. Shout Honestly, hit us up for real. And furthermore, <laughs> I hope that I appear on this podcast for episodes to come. Yeah, you will. You friend. will. You're a natural for this shit. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I appreciate we'll have that. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, we did the Might flop. Well. Damn, you were going deep. So good for you. Yeah, well, Chris had mentioned that we might be making an Instagram page for the show. Yeah, so if like we that. do, the fuckers in Belgium, hit us up. If you already know we're doing it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we'll plug it like 12 times throughout the episode, so <laughs> you won't miss it. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's been real. It has been, that's for sure. And we'll catch you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.